You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real, with Ray Zander, your guide, coach, and best gal pal. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. My name is Ray Zander. I'll be your host for this hour. What we do here every week is we expand. We know what we know, and yet there is so much that we don't know, and here it is. We have opportunities in this hour to really learn what we have forgotten, (laughs) how to be all that we are. And so we have this hour together as we really explore the leading edge of expansion because many of us in the unity movement and in the new thought movement, we want to go even further into the understanding of our divine nature. We want to understand the practicality and the mysticism of who we are. So we're going to spend the next hour exploring that. And I have with me for the hour, an extraordinary guest, an extraordinary friend who I adore. Her name is Reverend (laughs) Patricia Keel. Welcome, Patricia. I'm so happy to be here with you and all of your listeners. This is such a joy. And you're right on. It's all about expansion. Uh, I always think about being on the leading edge, but I think that there's something beyond the leading edge. I don't know what it is, but I'm riding on it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, you know, I love it that I have an opportunity to bring on some of my favorite unity ministers um, who have been my mentors and who have expanded me. And Patricia and I have known each other for quite a while, and she has taken me to some leading edges, and then I've jumped. And so (laughs) she, again, is going off to a leading edge and jumping, and I say, let's go. Uh, Patricia Keel is, is... has an incredible length and breadth of spiritual expansion. She was the unity minister uh, in Berkeley. Shout out to all the Berkeley folks out there. Um, and now she is involved in something even a, a little different and yet the same. So Patricia, tell us a little bit about what's been happening with your unity practice and then your infusion of what's going on with what you're calling oneness or oneness blessings. I'm so excited to hear about the story that's going on. Mm. Well, you know, Ray, I, I found unity, um, in the very early nineties and it was a time in my life when everything was just turned upside down. I was in just lots of pain, dealing with addiction, dealing with a marriage that was in distress. Um, my dad was dying and, you know, there was 
cancer and just like all that stuff that we get in life. And of course, when you get divorced and you have to move and my kids were little and it was just really a, a difficult time in my life. And it was at that time and actually at a 12 step meeting that I, somebody told me about unity. And I, I think I found my lifeline in unity at that moment in time. There was something about the um, consciousness that was available to me in unity, both the dynamic of being able to go into meditation and really find my way in that silence, and also the teachings that resonated so deeply with me. And I know, you know, you've probably had that same experience in your um, finding new thought, that there was something about the balance of those two, the sort of mystery as you were talking about, the mystery, the magic, the miracle, the mysticism of unity, and also this really practical, deep understanding that, that I could apply to my everyday life. And I started applying it with an absolute vengeance. Um, you know, I was going to unity in Marin at the time, and I went to church every Sunday and quite frankly I used to leave before the service was over because I didn't want the minister to see the tears in my eyes. I was so just deeply moved. Little did I ever imagine and I tell people this in my church, you know, be careful if you sit in the back row. (laughs) Be careful if you leave early because you never know what the Spirit has in store for you. You know, I would say that from the platform up in the front as their unity minister. At any rate, Unity was really a lifeline for me, and I I found some teachings that literally transformed the darkness and the despair and the just challenges that I was experiencing internally and externally, because as we know from the law of attraction, you know, that that we, what we're carrying around in our consciousness, not just the stinking thinking, but all that emotional baggage, really outpictures in the way our world shows up and the relationships we have and the trouble we have. And, and, and basically, for me, it was every area of my life. And so unity became a lifeline, and ultimately it became very clear to me that, that I was being called into ministry. And I took the bumpy road of what unity calls field licensing, but ultimately ended up starting my own church as what unity calls calls it a pioneer. I circled my covered wagons over in Berkeley and at the time I, I you know I didn't I knew you cuz we were working together doing some wonderful work with um programs for churches in unity but I I didn't really know anyone in Berkeley so I circled my wagons and started a church and literally right after the Sunday after September 11th we had our first main service and I had nine mighty souls that responded to the ad I put in the paper um, <laughs> That was the beginning, and you know that was September 2011. Um, and out of that experience, I just met so many extraordinary people, and and not only the people that came as members of the community, but also extraordinary, mystical, magical, wonderful people who were drawn to the vortex that we created over there at Unity of Berkeley. So, and I feel like I'm talking a lot here. I guess this is what you want, but if you want to jump in and, you know, ask me any questions about this, I'm totally <laughs> I love it. I open. love it. Actually, I think you're, you're right on the narrative that I wanted to delve into because I think it's so important to sort of talk about <laughs> the, that the contrast in life was actually the catapult 
for uh-huh. the expansion. And oftentimes, you know, we go to a spiritual life because we're we're looking for a feathered nest and, and it's really quite the opposite because it is the contrast that pulls us through spirit and allows that expansion. So whether it be divorce or disease and or or being a pioneer and and sort of being the one who who does the takes the first step, all of that delicious, wonderful contrast is really the co creative process with spirit. And I like to keep keep emphasizing and what you've talked about is right on target. There's nothing out of order. No matter what is going on in your life, spirit is finding a way to to mold the clay. And the key to enjoying the journey rather than <laughs> having a fight is, is this releasing of resistance that we like to talk about, that Abraham talks a lot about. It's just like, let it go. Know that something is happening. And what you're talking about right here is you were actually brought to this practice of unity because you were going through a tumultuous time on your personal side. And then that expansion wasn't enough. I mean, after you had your church for 10 years and then you started to get pulled to an additional teaching. And what I love about unity is it holds it all. Uh, there is mm-hmm. no kind of um, parameters or crossing over the line. So tell us a little bit about this meditative expansion and this sort of new teachings that you have been learning from India that has been so critical to sort of this next leap you're taking. Well, the, the next leap actually came to me through a friend of mine who is a oneness um, trainer as I am, but who also is a licensed Unity teacher, and he's part of Unity and Moran. He's a mutual friend of ours, John Farman. And in December of uh, 2005, John came to me, to my office in Berkeley, and he said, hey, I've been to India. I want to give you this blessing. And I'm like, the minute he walked through the door of my office, I just had this instant feeling in my body that I was going to go to India, which was kind of weird because Roy and I had been thinking about going to Italy that year, you know, very different (laughs) (laughs) wine and, you know, sort of (laughs) lounging in Italian art instead of going to India, which is quite a different experience. But anyway, that's another show. Um, So John gave me this blessing and I, you know, he put his hands on my head and it was like, well, that was really nice. But I, I didn't quite know what to make of it. What started happening very quickly, I mean, within that day and that evening and the next couple of days was my relationship with my daughter started to smooth itself out. And it had been really difficult, just really challenging communicating with her. And things started smoothing out and I thought, well, you know, I'm not really doing anything different. I'm not intending anything different. I Just something is happening here. So I decided that I would start going to these Oneness Blessing events. And I went to the first one I could find over in Berkeley. And while I was there, they we they had us sitting on these little kindergarten chairs. There were about 80 of us in, in like <laughs> a first grade room in some school in Berkeley. Clearly, the group had outgrown the space. And I found myself raising my hand in the meeting saying, hey, if you need a new space, you can come to Unity of Berkeley. And starting in January, all of a sudden, we had a regular Wednesday night group, Unity of Berkeley. And that was really how I got more deeply immersed in this field of oneness, in this field of blessing, in this field of grace and transformation. So we we brought Unity to Berkeley. And in March of that year, Roy, my partner, and I went to India and spent 21 days in an amazing field of energy uh, and became initiated as oneness blessing givers. And at that time in 06, 
that was the only way that you could become involved in the oneness blessing movement and become a blessing giver and actually be a channel because again essentially you're a vessel a channel a vessel a tube a flute a whatever you know <laughs> a body being of divine grace and energy a transparency for this energy phenomenon to move i don't do anything like the oneness blessing and i think later in our show um for those of you who've been thinking that you might need to Tune off. We want you to stay tuned because I will be giving this intentional transmission of the oneness blessing later on in Ray's show. So you'll have an opportunity to actually feel it for yourself. It can be transmitted through the laying of, on of hands on the head, which activates the kundalini energy within our bodies, but it also isn't transmitted equally as powerfully through intention. And when I was in India um, for that 21-day experience in 2006, most of the blessings that I received over those 21 days were through intention. And I can tell you, they were just incredible experiences. I would find myself sitting in the meditation room, sometimes just with one other woman who was going through this process with me. And my dasa, my teacher, would say, I'm now going to give you this blessing. And I would just go into these levels of consciousness that I, I can't even explain. I, I would sit there and meditate for a while, and then ultimately I'd know I'd have to move my body, which was, it was kind of like I didn't really know where my body began and where it ended, but then I would get up and walk out the door. And sometimes it would take me an hour to walk back to my room and to lay my body down on the bed and take a nap for the next four or five hours. And I, I can't, I don't know what it was, but there was something about a disconnection of my senses that transported me energetically into another field, which is why 21 days was necessary at that moment in time because the energies were moving at a different rate than they are right now. Today, people and our listeners too can become initiated as oneness blessing givers in whatever country they live in, and in the United States, and I can offer these oneness blessing trainers trainings, and I have over a, an evening, Friday night, and all day Saturday, and initiate people into these fields of energy, it, only because the acceleration is happening so dramatically now. And again, it's coming up into the phenomena of 2012 and this accelerated time of transformation that's happening all over our, the planet, and, and you know, people are aware of that. It really is a time of awakening, and what I love about um, all of these teachers, no matter where they are coming from, are pretty much saying the same thing, and it is because it comes from that oneness. And I know that you know we talk a lot about Abraham and the Abraham energies, and they they really tell us it's not about doing something; it's about releasing what you are doing that's keeping that energy from flowing, that level of vibration raising, tapping into these different fields of energies that we're just coming to remember ourselves in. So this idea, I love this idea of meditation because it is, again, we are already it. There is nothing to acquire, but there is only something to release. Tell me a little bit about the teacher behind this oneness blessing movement um, and and about what that teacher is bringing to your understanding of this consciousness? Well, the teacher is actually um, a twin avatar. And by avatar, I mean um, a being who has physical existence 
right here on the planet in this moment in time. And yet the, the energy that the being, in this case the double beings, it's a twin being, it's Sri Ama and Sri Bhagwan, and we, they're often referred to as Ama Bhagwan, which is the male and the female energy combined. Ama or Ama simply means divine mother, and Bhagavan is the aspect of God, the divine aspect, the male aspect of God. So Ama Bhagwan is this masculine, feminine aspect of, of the divine. And as twin avatars, they are the physical manifestation on the planet right here and right now. They actually live in India. I've met them both in India. I've had a darshan with, with Bhagwan oftentimes in a group and actually privately with my partner Roy. We had a darshan in 06. But they are this avatar consciousness manifest on the planet in this moment in time. And they're coming through an 850-year lineage in India, uh, bringing in very specifically this phenomena of oneness connection. Now, we know other avatars, and we might not think of Jesus as an avatar. But essentially, when Christ Jesus lived on the planet, over 2,000 years ago, he was bringing in this divine consciousness of love and forgiveness. And he was on the planet in that moment in time in the same way as the avatar of Amabhagwan are on the planet right now, in the same way Buddha was on the planet in a specific period of time, bringing in this mindfulness consciousness. And I don't pretend to be an expert in Buddhism in any way. I certainly understand the Christian teachings as a unity minister, the Jesus teachings, the phenomena of first century Christianity. And so Amabhagwan are the teachers who are bringing in this consciousness. They're carrying it as a a phenomenon. It's not so much a teaching in the same way that we would think of other teachings where we're going to read it in a book and we're going to know it because it's literally riding in on this energy phenomena that we call the grace of the oneness blessing. Does I that love help? That this, it does. It put it in context of this energy vibration language that we're becoming more and more familiar with, not only in spiritual teachings and growth, but also into our scientific understanding. I mean, we're, we're, we're awakening to, uh, again, that remembering that there is nothing but energy here and that there are such levels of energy that we can play in. And the, and when we play with those energies, they have different manifestations that we sense with our eyes and our ears and our noses. But what I love in what you were talking about prior is this idea that our bodies go through transitions and different vibrational transitions and sometimes there's some acclimating. So we're going to hit we're going to go to a break, but when we come back, what I want to actually experience here is a oneness blessing so i hope you can stay tuned take your shoes off if you can put your feet on the ground we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to ask patricia to give us an experience of what she's talking about in this releasing of resistance and truly stepping into a a high vibrating knowing you're listening to everyday attraction my name is ray zander and we will be right back Our goal at Unity Online Radio is to continue expanding our spiritual programming and growing our listening audience. To help us become an ever stronger voice in today's world, we ask for your support. 
please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. We now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction, where we make the law of attraction delicious, palpable, real every day, and we also explore teachings that are taking us to the leading edge of understanding our divine consciousness. And I, I've been speaking this hour with my friend and mentor, Reverend Patricia Keel, who has uh, done so much exploration, and she is talking to us about really understanding energy levels and understanding different channels that we are at play. So, Patricia, tell us a little bit more about what your understanding is and how you're learning um, these energy levels, the lower energies, the higher energies, and, and how we can really use those for our own spiritual expansion. Well, you know, I think in, earlier in the show I was talking about how I found unity and what was going on in my life at that moment in time. You know, I was dealing with divorce, I was dealing with alcoholism, I was dealing with challenges and in, in, uh, death of a, a, my dad and and disease in that regard. Um, and, you know, I would characterize all of those experiences in the outer and again knowing that those are nothing but well they're reflections of inner consciousness my own inner consciousness and certainly also you know I don't want to be um, metaphysically malpracticing on myself to say it's <laughs> just my internal state but it, it's also part of the collective consciousness that we live in and you know I would go to, so far as to say it's part of karmic energy that comes through family lineages and collective consciousness lineages in in our culture so that energy i would characterize as kind of a lower consciousness energy it tends to be for many of us it tends to be very uh, repetitive and very compulsive and very destructive and certainly my uh, my bout with wine was nothing but that it was <laughs> it, you know it was compulsive it was repetitive and it was very destructive in many many areas so people can identify with that 
sort of addiction in personality that we have that takes us to these lower states of consciousness. The same thing can happen around diseases that we are carrying in our physical body. We talk about them, we give them energy, and they build and they expand in ways that we don't want that cause destruction to the physical tissues in the body, destruction in our relationships. So I think people can identify with these lower vibrational energies. Certainly, we look at the media right now. I mean, we're looking at major lower vibrational energy that people are kind of wallowing in. And it's it's really very sad, not to mention what it's doing to our culture. Certainly, a lot of this is happening on an environmental level in terms of how people are responding to what Mother Earth is, is, is bringing forth for us. So these lower energies of lower consciousness, we connect in, in to that vibration in our own field as well as outpicturing it in the outer world. But there is another vibrational field. And of course, this is really making it very simple, making it lower or higher vibrations. But I think our listeners can really identify with what higher vibrational energy is because we've all been there it's that place you go when you're out in nature and you're going for a walk and oh my god you know it's just an extraordinary day and you can almost pick the tree off the mountain because the air is so clear and clean the sun is on your skin and you're feeling that sense of warmth in your physical body you're just letting go and feeling in a sense of peace in Every cell of your being, you're feeling connected to the people that walk down the path with you. You're just, you have that impulse to just smile and just be in a place of joy in your life. That energy is again, this higher consciousness energy. It's extremely creative. It's very, very expansive and it's it's auspicious, which is an Indian term that I totally love because it reminds me of stepping into that field of awe and wonder and where magic happens. And we know what, you know, I mean, Ray, you have that field, being with your ch- your child. It, that's that higher vibrational energy. Well, I, I think what, what I, I'd like to riff on that for just a moment. Because riff I, away. Because, <laughs> because I think oftentimes when we start to get into the uh, idea of energy we we can lose people on that idea of what does that mean and what I, what i've come to understand with the abraham teachings is it's really a guide that we can look to with our emotional body sure but our emotions are always telling us whether we're participating in those lower fields or those higher fields and i i just love that i can sink my teeth into that you know cuz i know when i'm feeling fear or i'm feeling guilt or I'm feeling rage or I'm feeling whatever that is, I know I have now tapped into a whole mind field. <laughs> How do you like that for some symbolism? A whole mm-hmm. mind field of, of, of experiences and manifestations that frankly I don't want to play in because mm. it's, it's really a very vicious circle. So, and then when we trip into those higher emotions, when we get to the edge of hope, and gratitude and appreciation and we move into joy and we move into knowing and believing and we participate in those upper registries, we then now know we are available to the universe to show us and bring us to places that we have not known before, to manifest really in the tangible world experiences mm-hmm. that we cannot get to in those lower vibing. So, you know, don't worry about trying to... I, 
to calibrate where your energy is, just be concerned and focus on how you're feeling. And if it is in those lower energies, then perhaps some of the practices that Patricia's talking about today can help release that, release it, and allow, because here's the good news, our natural state, our natural beingness is in the higher vibing emotions. Absolutely. Thank you, God. So I love that it's tangible in that way. And so I would imagine when you started doing the oneness blessings and allowing the practice in that some of those lower ebbing emotions and energies weren't even available to you anymore. I mean, that's true in some way, but actually a big part of the oneness blessing uh, is to allow us to disengage from what, what I see. I mean, you could call it a story, but you know, many of us have become so attached and embedded into these overlays that keep us from feeling the real emotion that's underneath there, from feeling the pain, from feeling the fear. And so we think when we're having that third glass of wine that we're feeling great and we're, you know, and yet what we're doing is we're masking over, we're creating some sort of a distraction to prevent us from actually going more deeply into what is is causing us to be taken that drink in the first place, you know, or the third drink. You know, I'm not condemning having a beautiful glass of wine. And so part of the oneness blessing, and, you know, some might not want to call it a blessing, but it truly is. Part of what happens with the oneness blessing is that it allows us to actually go more deeply into those deeper experiences of the emotions that you're talking about there and to not just know what they are, not just to say, oh, well, I'm feeling fear, but to literally have the experience of that fear so that we can go so deeply into it, we can realize that it really isn't a thing there we we lose our identification with it completely and we move into this exquisite field which is joy and bliss the field of ananda the field of pure existence so there's kind of a double sword to this oneness blessing experience and the one hand the blessing gives you potentially this extraordinary feeling that is very high and floating and in the physical body you know you're feeling connected to everything but if there is lower gunk there, the rotor rooter is going to get you going and there might be a major hairball that needs to get coughed up. <laughs> and my experience of coughing up the hairball, it's not always a pleasant, there's some, you know, scratching going on in the throat. And, and that literally is part of what's going on with the oneness blessing experience so you know i'm i'm not going to guarantee to our listeners that it's going to all be gorgeous and beautiful and you're going to go flying off into the ethers but the blessing is you go through it and it's very accelerated right now we don't need to go to therapy for 20 years 10 years even a month to be able to have this experience I love that. The acceleration is, I think, why a lot of us said, I want to come here now. Yeah. I often joke, I, you know, I said to spirit, don't send me in until we got the internet because otherwise it's way too <laughs> slow for me. Too <laughs> slow. It's too slow. <laughs> well, let's prepare for this blessing. How, what do we need to do, uh, for anyone listening to kind of receive what you're okay. going to be giving in, in a way that would be most fruitful for wherever they are? Okay. So, uh, I'm just going to invite our listeners to, if you're able to, to just 
have a seat and if you're comfortable to just simply close your eyes to find that place of relaxation in the physical body. And if you're listening to the show and it's noontime and you're, you know, you're on your iPad, iPod, you're in your car, whatever, to just allow and know that the blessing and the divine energy of grace that comes through the divine has its own way of finding you. So you can just continue to go about doing whatever it is you need to do and just allow these energies to flow through you in the most extraordinary, divine, perfect way for you. So to know it's okay to be wherever you are. So I invite you to simply be fully present in this moment to just really allow the energy of grace to flow through you. And I'm going to send this oneness blessing to all of our listeners with the intention that you become more aware of all that you are as a divine being, as one who is fully embodied in the presence and the power of grace. Just relax in the silence as we prepare. give thanks for the power of grace and for the blessed beings who surround us, for the saints and the sages of all the ages, for those bright lights and radiant beings that surround each one of our listeners. We give thanks to Amabhagwan. And so it is. Amen. Hmm. What is your feeling? <laughs> what does it feel like to give that blessing? It must be as good as it is to receive it. <laughs> what is that? Oh, what is that? What is that? <laughs> well, you know, it's, um, I do feel things in my physical body and I always have since the beginning of receiving the oneness blessing. But actually, um, right now in my life as a trainer and, you know, I've been back to India four different times. I did the 21 day and I had a deepening process for two weeks in 07. Then I went to the trainer's course in January of 2010 when they first invited 
people from all over the world to come. And then I just went back to a deepening process in January and February of this year for 28 days. And that was just a total extraordinary experience. But part of, you know, what's happened and how it feels, how I experience it, I experience it in, in my head. And one of the things they've really um, kind of, they talk about this in one is that it's the phenomenon is a neurobiological shift in the brain so literally when the blessing is being given people are having a shift happen in the brain it lowers the parietal lobes in the back so the part of our body the part of the brain that wants to kind of grab on that wants to immediately react to things fight or flight kind of move in immediately is is lowered, sort of slowed down. And the frontal lobes, for me especially the left frontal, but the frontal lobes are expanded. And they've done many studies of people who are meditators, the Buddhist Tibetan monks and and uh, Catholic nuns. And they've documented this expansion of the frontal lobes of the brain uh, that connect us into this field of oneness and really higher vibrational field. So I feel that tingling in the, in the front of my um, head. I also get a lot of kundalini energy moving up through my body and sometimes literally even shaking in my hands um but that's just me i'm not expecting that's what listeners would experience well what i experience and i've had you know patricia has had done this blessing with me a few times and what i experience and it's funny is like exactly what you mentioned i can't grab on to any thought it's like, which is truly the gift of, of meditation. And, and you've talked to me about, you know, this kind of idea of awakening and that the more you are awake, the less you can even get into those issues, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what I feel is like during that blessing, I just can't, I, I don't need to be thinking and I don't need to be running through any kind of thought process or momentum that maybe I have in my everyday life. And, you know, other meditation practices, when I've done them, I do find a bit of a struggle in letting the mind go. But I find that this energy, and again, it's going to be different for everyone, is so clear. I can't even argue with anything. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a ride. Tell us a little bit about this awakening process that you've been learning from other trainers about what happens to your everyday life as you begin to really uh, exude and play in this energy. Well, it's been, you know, it's really quite extraordinary. And, and one of the things they told us in India, we went through this process when I was there in January and February. They took us through what they call the Indian process, which was a 21 day, very, um, I would say compression experience of looking at one kind of condition that we have in our lives every day and begin to see how helpless we were that we really we think we know how to forgive people but at some level when you really come down to it and you really examine yourself you really don't know how to forgive you there's just this part of us that wants to hang on so you get to the place where you finally realize that you're totally helpless and you have to call upon the divine to take you into this place of forgiveness and we did this for 21 days in 21 different conditions and I mean by the end I was just hammered I could barely move my body there were some days that I I went to the class in the morning but I was literally lying on the floor for most of the class there were other days that I couldn't even get out of bed um, <laughs> and part of what happens and they warned us about this is that the oneness blessing 
it has there's a disconnection from the mind and the and the senses so that we go back into this natural state that we had when we were newborn children and up to about age two where the senses are literally operating independent of each other and independent of the mind putting a concept around what the senses are experiencing. So when you see a flower, you're just looking at the flower. When you smell a flower, all you get is that divine, blessed aroma of the rose. You're not There's almost thinking. Like a pureness you're not going, this experience. is a ruby red rose, and they grow best in the environment of a certain temp. I mean, none of that sort of mental chatter that most of us live with pretty much all of our lives. So this disconnection of the senses happens in the physical body. It happened for me. I was like walking like a drunk person for a couple of weeks when I was in <laughs> India. I, it would take me like 45 minutes to walk home back to the dorm, which is like a five-minute walk from the meditation hall. But part of it was just this disconnection from the senses. And the beauty of it, you know, and, and this will not happen to people who received the oneness blessing today. I mean, people are moving into these awakened states very, very quickly now. Uh, part of it is the readiness that, that the brain has. Uh, part of it is they don't have so much garbage kind of already amassed around their thinking. And people in India, a lot of them are falling into these states very, very quickly. Well, but, let's talk a little bit about that sort of surrender process and, and how people can get more focused on going, moving forward in this oneness blessing. And actually, if they're being attracted to it by the words that you're saying, that they can really get their feet wet. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll talk more about what's going on with this movement, how you might participate, some of the things that you might really benefit from exploring this real immersion in this meditative practice. My name is Ray Zander. The show is Everyday Attraction, and I have with me Reverend Patricia Keel. She will be brought back with us after the break. You have a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page, search for Everyday Attraction, or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed.
Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction. Shout out to our Unity FM family. If you're listening to this on the archives, we send love and gratitude to you. And if you're listening live on a line radio, we say hello as well. We have just experienced in the last segment uh, a oneness blessing. And I don't, I don't know about you all, but I, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> This is, this is what, this is what it should really feel like mm-hmm. to just be alive and available. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, my guest Patricia Keel is here, Reverend Patricia Keel, who is a unity minister and also a oneness trainer. And Patricia, I wanted to, um, talk a little bit about the, some of the practicalities of this mysticism. So, you know, this, uh, this experience of surrendering and kind of practicing this, I mean, what starts to happen in your life? And if people want to have, more of this, how do they get in touch with you? What are some of the opportunities that, that you're offering? Great. Well, just to kind of answer that second question first, um, one of the things that I do, and um, there are many trainers all over the world, actually, all over the country, and people can find a trainer by going to worldonescommunity.org. Um, they can look up a trainer in their state and and find somebody who's offering these courses. The course to be initiated as a oneness blessing giver is called a oneness awakening course. And I offer the courses at least once a month uh, in the Bay Area. We're doing a public event in San Francisco Friday night the 13th of May at Unity San Francisco on Bush Street. So we'd invite any local people who might want to come to that event to receive the oneness blessing hands-on. We'll do a little dancing. It'll be a fun evening. Um, also, I want to put a, a shameless plug in for a retreat that I'm doing with my partner, Roy. It's called Your Birth Cosmic Birth, and it's going to be up at Ananda Village, which is the home to a spiritual community based in the teachings of Yogananda, Paramahansa Yogananda. It's very beautiful, 800 acres in Northern California in the Sierra foothills. And we're doing this over Memorial Day weekend, yet it's a five-day, four-night retreat starting on Thursday the 26th. This will be an incredible opportunity for our listeners to come, be in community, be in a beautiful place in nature, uh, a field of really deep and powerful meditative experience there. And they will become initiated as a oneness blessing giver. But in addition to that, we'll be really doing some major work on some of the birth issues that many of us have, which is one of the tools of these oneness awakening courses uh, to really kind of route out anything that might have happened during your birth process and let the divine do it rather than your therapist and the other bonus of this retreat is that my partner Roy who is a master poet is going to be integrating some poetry and you'll have an opportunity to sort of find your poetic voice and collectively we'll find our oneness poetic voice in this retreat so go to onenessprogram.com which is my website and listen up there onenessprogram.com you can find out more about the retreat and other activities and also my radio show the oneness program which we're launching very soon on uh, oneness internet radio yay and um so the the retreat is on memorial day which again is coming up may 26 if you're listening and have an opportunity to be in the bay area or come over to northern california uh that sounds like just an incredible it's going to be experience. an incredible experience we've rented this beautiful big house so we'll be in our own house but then have access to all the grounds of ananda's eight 800 acres and their temples and vegetarian food and it's going to be and great is it- for three days, two days? No, it's it's five days. It starts five Thursday. Days. So it's Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night 
four nights and five days. It's a definite retreat. It's for people who are ready to just go more deeply into this experience of spirit. So on, um, you know, what we were talking about before the last break, this idea that when you get into this practice and you release resistance and you get into the practice of releasing resistance, Mm -hmm. you start participating in these higher energies. And then maybe some of the stuff that used to make you crazy in your life suddenly doesn't so much. Uh, It doesn't at all. It's so incredible. Um, you know, I, I was talking about this disconnection of the senses from the mind, and that's a big part of what happens with this oneness blessing phenomenon. And, you know, using the analogy of smelling the rose or seeing the rose and not having the mind give you the chatter of what particular type of rose and where it grows and all is one thing. But what happens is we can have an experience um, in the in the real world. Somebody can do something that normally would have triggered us and we all know what triggering us is you know you get an email that is counter to what you want somebody to say to you you have somebody you have a relationship where somebody is treating you in a way that you don't particularly like you wish they would treat you in another way something comes up in your life in terms of a physical challenge and we all know how our normal response might be to that where we would go into anger or rage we go into avoidance there might be some sort of pattern of response that would happen what what my experience is and this is true of many, many oneness blessing givers and trainers that are happening right now on the planet, is that knee-jerk reaction of the mind to to a particular experience is no longer present in the field. It's just plain not there. It's not that you have to see it and say, oh, well, there I am being angry. I don't really want to be angry, so I won't be angry. There is no response the mind just simply experiences the email you might have a physical sensation in the body you might feel uh, you know it's sort of sinking feeling it go- comes and goes and then you have the ability and the opportunity to respond from presence to respond from a very different field than whatever the mind chatter might have told you as a story about that particular experience or that particular relationship or that particular you know disease um, it's quite extraordinary so there's a sense of no judgment happening you're simply one with what is right in front of you in the moment and able to access the energies of oneness the energies of the divine the energies of presence to be able to interact with whatever is there for you you know it makes sense because as we've we've learned from a lot of these vibrational teachers is that when you participate in these higher energies, they begin to think you. Yeah. In other words, you know, when you talk about a vortex, Abraham talks a lot about the fact it's just get in the vortex and then. Get mm-hmm. in the vortex and then. Because once you're in the vortex, the and then will be given to you in a way that is for your highest good, is for your greatest expansion. And I think that that really is the whole practice. You know, it is about how do I get into that vortex and then do what I need to do, call my mother, pay my bills, et cetera, right. et cetera. Because other, that way we don't 
uh, push off the momentum of those old belief patterns, those old thought patterns, which really don't aren't available in this energy field. They, and, that's the point is they're not available. And the thing is, you can't even really understand it. I mean, part of what the oneness blessing has right now, Bhagwan is sending up every week. We have these webcasts that come live from India and he's pressing out the oneness blessing to oneness blessing givers. Um, and actually other people can go online. If somebody's interested and wants to tap into this, you could send me an email at contact at onenessprogram.com and I'd be more than happy to connect you with these webcasts. But what he's doing is he's giving us teachings for awakened beings because the energy of oneness is calling forth more awakened beings on the planet and kind of like the hundredth monkey, we get 70,000 awakened beings in countries all over the world and the energies are going to shift altogether on the planet. And that's what this movement is all about. I mean, we haven't really talked about that but that is what the vision is all about. And so this awakening is what is happening this let go of the story is what is happening and we're living in a much more present field of consciousness and therein lies all the solutions to our seeming problems it's what's interesting is in the vortex not only is the solution present but the problem no longer becomes anything but the catalyst to the knowing it it becomes it becomes a welcome player and not something that you're running from i mean uh, it's it's a pretty radical knowing that when you get into this vortex even forgiveness is really not an issue because nothing actually happened other than your opportunity to expand which is this is like leading bleeding edge stuff yeah. you know yeah. this is this is not as some would say for the babies <laughs> no. it's it's leading edge but this is what the rishis and the sages of the ages have been doing for thousands and thousands of years sure. they've been sure. living in these states you know they've been living in them in caves and we have an opportunity in our culture and in our time to actually interact and live in what we call the real world ha ha to live this way and to have this experience be our daily life experience it is so extraordinary so joyful so bliss filled uh, and it doesn't mean that you don't have bumps in the road and that people send you emails you don't like or somebody says something or you know somebody cuts in front of you in traffic or you have you you know you don't quite know where to go with your next place and your work life but when we have the possibility of entering into this presence this field you call it the vortex whatever we want to call it and allow the divine surrender to that we move into a totally different experience Absolutely. And then the contrast actually becomes part of the co-creative experience. It is not something outside of it. It is a, even a welcomed, uh, contrast. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where you really start to get into the momentum of this practice where when the bumps in the road happen and when the people are doing the things that look like they're to you, you suddenly realize in, in a kind of a flash of understanding that they too, that situation, that circumstance is for your greatest good and that there is no one out there as as an enemy, sort of speak, and, and and then it becomes kind of oh, this is exciting, you know. Yeah. And when contrast happens, and you you know you kind of bop into those lower emotions for a little bit, you have your short shout, "What the hell?" And then what happens is is, is like the energies pull you right to a new way of perceiving that which is happening, a perception that you, we couldn't have access to. So this is such exciting work, and we only have a few minutes left, so I want to make sure that we get all the sort of logistics stuff out. So here you go, get your pens ready, guys. If if you're interested in connecting with Patricia, going to the retreat and some of the other stuff that she's going to be doing with Oneness Radio Network, hello, it's coming down the pipe. Um, go to her website, which is currently www.onenessprogram.com. 
Perfect. Is that correct? Okay. That's perfect. And, you and can find out about all I'm doing. Yeah. Good, good. And the email address, if you want to connect with her directly, is contact at onenessprogram.com. And then if you were interested in, in uh, more information about the overall oneness movement, it is worldonenesscommunity.org. Uh, That's that- to find a trainer or onenessuniversity.org to find out more about what's happening in India. This is so much fun. And of course, it is a perfect, perfect timing in what we have been asking for. So I just want to say thank you times a million trillion for just being on this surfing edge, as our friend Christina would say, being on the edge of the wave and being there willing to to say more and and to really integrating all that you know through unity and through your other practices and that there is no time wasted, that this is all part of a time that we have asked to be here in this awakened time and all is truly, truly well. So thank you, Reverend Patricia Keel, for your time on Everyday Attraction. I, I hope you'll come back. Because Blessings. I'd be happy to. Wonderful. Thank you again and have an extraordinary day. Thank you for blessing Namaste, us. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction for the last hour. We have really hoped to bring you an opportunity to expand consciousness, to be in this field of energies. And no matter what your experience today, just know that the divine presence is around you, knowing you, infiltrating your every thought, awaiting. There is nothing missing. There is nothing out of order. And that even though the world of effects may be having its way with you today, it is all for your greater good. It is all for your greater expansion. And let's all commit to that meditative practice where we surrender, we release, we let go, and we let God so that we can truly live the life that we intended to live coming to this extraordinary planet. I do want to say thank you to our sponsors before we end this hour. We have really believe in the power of appreciation, and our sponsor is sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction, where you can send a card of appreciation to someone, remembering them, remembering that they are truly your oneness experienced. And it is a way that we can take this into our daily practice. So it's again, sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Send out a card today for free. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join Ray every Friday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is recorded live on Thursdays at noon Pacific Time on 12radio.com and blogtalkradio.com. This program is generously supported by sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Live in the power of appreciation. Send out a card today www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction and by 1-2 Academy. Reach unlimited horizons from your living room on the web at www.12academy.com Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you. 
which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Reverend Tom Thorpe, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. What if everything on the big TV screen of life could be interpreted metaphysically? What do current events and popular culture signal back to the collective soul of nations and individuals? Join us every Friday for New World Radio, bringing Unity's teachings to the issues of today. The Reverend Laura Barrett Bennett and her weekly guest Christopher Naughton take you on a holistic worldview journey with special guests, real issues, and your phone calls and comments. New World Radio with Reverend Laura Barrett Bennett. Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.